0: Hello everyone, and welcome back in our fifth episode of Crypto Talk series. Uh, today with us is Alena Afaseneva, CEO of Being Crypto. Alena, we're very really glad to have you here today.
1: Hi Maciej, uh, I'm glad to meet you here, and I'm glad to be to discuss with you some interesting topics.
0: Indeed, uh, unfortunately we're meeting with these uh, specific circumstances, but uh, as mentioned, we're glad that we are here. And maybe before we move to the topic that we want to cover, uh, you could introduce a little bit yourself and your company so we could understand where exactly you're operating.
1: Yeah, sure. Just for everybody to remember, I have that nice background. (laughs) So, But uh, in general, um, I'm a a co-founder and the CEO of Bing Crypto. Uh, one of the top crypto news media in the world. Uh, We are ranking on the third or fourth uh, position in the whole world. And basically, uh, due to our uh, international approach, because we are covering nine languages, uh, we have uh, journalists uh, and uh, writers and editors from uh, different parts of the world, we just calculated it recently. It's uh, We have people working from 17 countries and from more than 20 cities in our team. Uh, so we are covering c- crypto news. We are covering everything related with blockchain technology. And we also give some information for newbies. Uh, to explain how everything works and to give some introduction and uh, simple understanding of the whole technology and of crypto assets as well.
0: All right, sounds exactly what we are looking on on the market, so uh, good to hear that. Uh, all right, so as you mentioned, you're also operating in, in those markets that we wanted to discuss today um, because the topic that we want to touch is the regulations within the crypto world, how it works, uh, and actually how it works in the eastern part of the Europe, because we are hearing hearing a lot of news that the EU is planning to set up new regulations um, in few years actually. But, but still, and a few countries in Europe also are are very open to uh, to the crypto crypto industry. Uh, but in the meantime, we we are hearing a lot of news about what's going on in, in Russia, what's going on in Turkey, not only within the regulation, but also in terms of the boom on, on the crypto market. So can you tell us a little bit how it works exactly, why those markets are so booming, why it's so so increasing currently?
1: Yeah, uh, that's an interesting topic. Uh, I would actually start with uh, uh, the whole methodology, methodology, how to calculate Uh, which country has adopted uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies uh, mostly. Uh, For example, uh, Statista says that Turkey is the country where Bitcoin is the most popular among the whole world. And they um, calculated it by... uh, uh, questioning some of the respondents if they ever used Bitcoin, if they have Bitcoin in their holdings. This is one methodology. But at the same time, uh, Chain Analysis just recently um, published a report that shows that Ukraine is the country that uh, adopted uh, Um, cryptocurrencies uh, to the highest level compared to any other country. Uh, Actually, Russia is on the second position and uh, Turkey, I think, on the 27 or 29. Uh, This is the difference because chain analysis used... uh, uh, Mm, as the basis for calculation, the activity with these crypto assets. If you not just hold them, but send them, pay for something, uh, exchange. Uh, so uh, it looks like Ukraine and Russia are the most active in that meaning. And Turkey, for example, uh, they prefer to hold uh Cryptocurrency and uh, I think they um, look at Bitcoin as an investment asset, but mostly like gold or uh, some, um, I don't know, bonds, U.S. treasuries. Uh, so this is it. Uh, that's what I wanted to say, uh, that uh, it all depends. But basically, um, we can say for sure that Eastern countries are more inclined to um, participate in blockchain community and to use cryptocurrencies. And I think it's mostly related with the situations inside the economies. These are emerging economies, developing countries uh, where uh, they have uh, instability in political stance, where they see a significant depreciation of their national currencies. For example, if we take Turkey, uh, the national lira uh, lost around 19% since the start of the year. Uh, and in the peak moments, it was around 30%. Then Russian ruble lost right, like Twenty-three or twenty-five percent against uh, American dollar, and uh, 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 Ukraine—it's around, I think, from fifteen to twenty percent as well. And Kazakhstan uh, also experienced some depreciation in their uh, local currency. So that's uh, what make. People turn their um heads into the direction of cryptocurrencies because uh besides a huge appreciation of the bitcoin price, we know it's like one hundred thirty five percent from the start of the year uh against usD so we add here this twenty percent of Uh, depreciation of national currencies. So it's a huge uh, profit for those investors who chose to buy Bitcoin at the start of the year. Uh, So it's one thing. Another thing, it's a huge inflation. Uh, Inflation rate in all the countries I um, mentioned uh, is around 10 to 15%. So it's uh, close to galloping inflation. And uh, when we say uh, that there is inflation, of course people want to uh, hedge their assets from inflation and bank deposits uh, uh, cannot offer that because the interest rate in the bank deposits is much lower than the real inflation rate. Uh, And... The third uh, reason why I think uh, the cryptocurrencies are so popular in the eastern countries and in most emerging uh, markets, actually, is the political instability. Uh, I think all, everybody knows about sanctions against Russian government and against Russian uh, Economy. The same goes with Turkey as well. So when you have uh, sanctions and when you have strict banking policies and when you have the potential of uh, uh, restrictions of uh, transferring some money from one place to another, of course, uh, somebody wants to have uh, more freedom and to pay less commissions. And in this case, Bitcoin is like one of the best assets to go.
0: All right. And how in these cases governments are reacting? Because when, for example, in Europe, when people are rather investing into Bitcoins, it's rather this very minority of uh, of, of the population. Why, for example, in Turkey, as you mentioned, it, it's, it's booming. It's, it's, uh, it's a huge amount of, of, of population that is investing in that for obvious reasons. So is, is the government rather against or, or in favor of, of these actions that are trying to make it easier for, for, the, for the people? How it looks like.
1: We are living in interesting times and me as well, because I'm located in Russia. Uh, Right now, there is actually no uh, strict regulation of of, uh, everything, uh, what's going on with blockchain. And what's interesting, not a single government among the countries I mentioned uh, hasn't uh, developed the whole set of uh, laws, uh, bills, to regulate everything. But... uh, it's um, quite clear that they need need to speed up uh, all their activities in this direction and um, both central banks of the emerging economies and uh, the government itself are working on um, new uh, uh, legal approach to the whole uh, blockchain technology uh, i would say that at this stage, uh, most of these this countries uh, uh, use one and the same approach. They tend to uh, claim that uh, cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin itself uh, are not uh, the methods of payments. Uh, that this is basically property that was actually written in uh, the law of the of the Ukraine um, they put it in the law that it's a property that you can uh, hold exchange but if it's a property you are not allowed to pay with this uh, uh, crypto assets uh, so uh, in Russia in uh, Turkey, in Kazakhstan, uh, it's forbidden to use it as a method of payment for goods and services. Uh, But uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, emission uh, of cryptocurrencies and in terms of mining of cryptocurrencies, there is a different approach among different countries. Uh, Turkey hasn't... uh, uh, decided yet we, which way to go, because we know that all these mining pools it 's uh, actually a huge inf- uh, input of uh, tax money, so big companies come to your country uh, they mine they create big mining pools, but at the same time you p- they pay you big money, and that's what that 's what actually works in Kazakhstan perfectly. Uh, In Kazakhstan, they have a special data center uh, where no regulations uh, work at all. They offer uh, different companies to come and join this community. And uh, I'm afraid I don't remember the real number, but I know that during the last year that uh, they have already earned a lot of money I mean Kazakhstan uh, government earned a lot of money from this taxes from mining companies uh, in Russia uh, mining is uh, uh, is not banned but not like uh, uh, doesn't have this legal uh, uh, basis and uh, it's still uh, we are still not sure uh, what it's gonna be because uh, the Uh, bill is still in its draft uh, format, so they are still working on that. But it looks like it's going to be restricted. Uh, And uh, at the same time, uh, in Ukraine, uh, they are very flexible. Uh, They offer... um, the approach of collaboration uh, with the government. They are eager to discuss everything with the blockchain and crypto companies. So they like more loyal to this direction. As for Turkey, they still working on uh, the whole uh, approach, but uh, it looks like uh, the government is inclined to um, Uh, use this flexible approach of Kazakhstan and Ukraine rather than Russian one to get more money, to invest into it, to develop new level of system because it's uh, quite uh, uh, clear right now that uh, living without uh, a blockchain uh, will uh, uh, send you back to the level of, I don't know, Afghanistan or some uh, African countries that uh, uh, those who banned uh, cryptocurrencies and do not uh, support uh, blockchain technology at all. Uh, I I do believe that future is in uh, blockchain and I do believe that it significantly improve uh, both uh, banking system, financial system and uh, uh, economies of the world it just uh, will, we will just need some time to uh, start with something and to develop it step by step
0: so maybe I will raise the topic of quite recent news uh, from Belarus where we heard that the Belarus Bank decided to cooperate with one of the biggest uh, exchange platform uh, and introduced the, the, the cryptocurrency to the to the population to their to the nation in in a much common way so do you think is it the let's say that the light in a tunnel that something is changing that maybe in the near future will, will show us the more willingness the, the more openness to 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 the blockchain industry in, in this region even in in this unstable region
1: yeah i do believe this is a uh the right step into the right direction. It's uh, the first step in, uh, not even the first step in Belarus because uh, they have already have some uh, um, uh, crypto exchanges uh, uh, with the support of the central bank. So they are open to that. And I think that uh, most countries will choose that that approach as well. Uh, at this stage, I think they like scared uh, because they don't understand uh, what's in fe- w- what uh, what is in store for them. Uh, they are scared to start with something. But I think uh, the only way to go right now is to move step by step to uh, draft some uh, bill uh, that gives a a general definition of of what blockchain is, uh, how we use that, uh, how to approach that. Then if they see uh, some negative effects for economy, of course they they can uh, make some amendments or correct something. But it's much better than use like three or four years developing something huge and not giving anything to the nation, like for example in Russia uh, blockchain and cryptocurrencies are here I think from 2014, it's 2020 right now so it's six years without any legal system and any legal approach, it's better to start with something Uh, so yeah, I think it it's gonna take some time, but I already see some positive for hints that we are going into the right direction.
0: Really hope so for that. Uh, I hope not only EU region we will do that, but but it will be it will become much much more popular worldwide. Um, but actually, I'm just wondering what are the risks on both sides. I mean, what are the risk for for the for the governments, besides moving to the decentralized uh, uh, side side of, of the um, of, of the of the system, but also for the for the users, for the end users, uh, especially in this this region of of Russia, Belarus, which you mentioned, are politically unstable. So, w- w- why are there so many concerns? What are they of afraid of?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, One of the biggest concerns of most of the governments I mentioned uh, uh, is uh, um, supporting terrorist attacks and uh, money laundering. And actually, uh, each uh, government mentioned that that this is going to be a big problem without... Uh, any transparency and without any governance because it's decentralized system and uh, um, central bank cannot interfere into that. But I'm sure that there are um, ways to Uh, solve this problem and uh, for example like Chinese central bank they've been working on their own digital currency and I think they're going to launch it uh, next year already yeah it took them like three years to develop everything properly uh, and they do ban Bitcoin but at the same time uh, they create some alternative if you ban something you need to create something that will give the same uh, advantage Advantages. So, yeah, this is this could be one of the approaches. Another risk is uh, that central bank uh, gives kind of uh, uh, how to say this feeling of safety. Although all all of us know that there are there were times in our history um, when. Uh, the default for uh, on obligations uh, made uh, central banks and uh, uh, state banks to stop uh, uh, giving away money or to freeze some accounts and it was just in the recent uh, uh, past so yeah uh, since the whole system of uh, uh, cryptocurrency is not developed to the best level of safety right now and we are getting um the news about hacks all the time actually we just recently wrote uh several articles about huge uh, hacks uh, when people lost uh, a lot of money uh when there is a system of uh, uh, like insurance fund and covering all the hacks and covering the uh, money that uh, are stored in uh, these services, uh, there will be no risk like that, but it's something to be developed in future.
0: All right. I think we uh, we covered most of the topics that we wanted. It's really, really a lot of news, a lot of interesting information from your side. Uh, being honest, I was not aware of some of the topics from, from that, uh, that part of, of the world. So thanks, thanks for the for the for the conversation, and uh, if I may, at the very beginning, ask you a, a little maybe maybe weird question. But uh, we are observing how Bitcoin currently is is uh, behaving. That we are breaking another records uh, day after day. So how do you think how this war, uh, how this year might end in terms of uh, Bitcoin price? <laughs>
1: I do believe that we're going to reach the levels we've seen in 2017. But the situation is totally different. Uh, Back in uh, 2017, it was hype and it was a bubble because everybody just talked about that and it was boom of ICOs, mining pools and so on. But uh, it didn't have that... Uh, level of adoption when people really believed in it. But currently what I'm seeing and the re- uh, the reasons behind the Bitcoin uh, appreciation, significant appreciation, is not just uh, investment interest, but also the understanding that it's our future. Um, just like, for example, one of the reasons of the recent spike in Bitcoin price was... Uh, PayPal announcement of uh, using crypto uh, currency transactions, and I mean it's a huge step uh, in this direction, and it's gonna um, make the whole uh, cryptocurrency uh, uh, world more accessible for each person in the world. And uh, yeah, I think it's gonna go. Um, in uh, this direction. Of course, there will be downs and ups. Uh, I don't believe in um, uh, forecasts. Like recently, I heard that forecast from Citibank, uh, one of the analysts say, uh, says, uh, it's gonna uh, reach 300 something thousand USD per Bitcoin. I don't believe it's going to happen, at least in the nearest future. They say it's going to be in 2021, but I do think that uh, maybe in a year, 30, uh, 35,000 per one Bitcoin, I mean USD dollars, it's a, a quite
0: realistic uh, level. All right. Sounds sounds interesting. Fingers crossed for the for the investors. Of course. Um, all right, Alena, thanks once again for, for joining us and very interesting conversation. I hope maybe in the future we have a chance to, to talk once again. For today it's 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 all my from my side. Thank you once again.
1: Yeah, thank you for inviting and I will be happy to talk to you again about some interesting topics in the future.